0: You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Well, hello there, Rose Red, if that's your real name.
1: Well, considering that I know you as Charlie London, shall we get to this topic? You know,
0: Charlie Britt London was a very brief phase for me.
1: It wasn't that brief. I remember it long enough.
0: It was. It, it barely it was a glimpse. Anyway, hi Rose. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Great. And you had an interesting topic you wanted us to talk about on I... this week's tarot visions.
1: visions. I did actually. Um, it's something that came up when I was at um, the North. Northwestern Newts. I want to just call it Newts because that's really what it is. But it's the, uh, Northwest Tarot Symposium. Uh And it was really interesting. We were at, we were on a, I was on a panel with, uh, Gina Thies, Heather Le Navarro, or Navarre, excuse me, uh, of the Boston Tea Room. I want to call her Navarro because there's this great person named Navarro and she's just that great. Um, and then there was Dr. Art Rosengardner and me. Mm -hmm. Now, that's pretty intimidating, but, Turns out I had a lot to say when I actually had time to talk because, well, they are very good talkers as well. Um, And they had lots of really good information. But one of the things that came up is people were asking, well, what do you do when, you know, you've you've got religious family and you're in a small town? And, well, how do you do it, you know? And I looked at the audience because everybody's like, well, you just do it. You just do it. And I'm like, "Um, sorry, hi. I'm the only one on the panel not using my real name. Mm-hmm. And I say you pick a non diplume because you do have to live in the town, you do have to live with your family, and again, one of my heroes, Benabelle Wynn mm-hmm. is also, you know, that she's using a non-deplume as well.
0: Shock, dismay.
1: I know we are all surprised, <laughs> but you know it's because you have to figure out what your comfortability is. Okay. how do you feel like you want to put yourself out into the world? So I let's mean, start with
0: reasons to use a nom de plume, a pen name, a pseudonym, a other name. How do you, what are some uh, what are what are some reasons people do, do use them as readers?
1: Uh, I would say protection. Uh, I would say uh, not not putting your family off, not wanting to expose. Your whole life. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones I think of. What about you?
0: Well, no, so a couple of other things. So, like, one, you mentioned um, uh, So protection, meaning, like, so that in, in your vicinity, people might not feel safe uh, going by their real name or putting their real name out there on the Internet.
1: Well, I think also protecting a portion of their life that's private, keeping some of themselves mm-hmm. private. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why this is a problem. I mean, not everybody, you know, you you are a tarot reader. That does not mean that every person gets to know every aspect of your life.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting because I think uh, a lot of people definitely use it, not that they're feeling unsafe, but like you mentioned, to keep their tarot life separate from the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, for example, we know Benabelle is a, a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I I don't think she said this specifically, but I have to imagine one of the things that went into the decision to use a pseudonym um, as an author was to just keep tarot separate from that, especially, you know, professional Google searches these mm-hmm. days. When you go out for a job, people look you up, and there are, surprising as it may seem to us living in the Bay Area, uh, industries in parts of the world that are not okay. We're not interested in the idea of a tarot reader, where that seems strange or unusual. So I think that's a a reason to oh,
2: yeah.
0: uh to use it. I think also um there's such a thing as a stage name, right? Like uh, oh,
1: yeah, Marilyn
0: Monroe was not Marilyn born Marilyn Monroe, right? Exactly. It was uh Norma
1: Norma Lee? Jean.
0: Norma, yeah. Norma Jean? Yeah, Norma Jean. So
1: Of course there's the my favorite story mm-hmm. on that kind of thing is Engelberg Humperdinck. There you go. Really? I mean, his name is not that. Okay. It's Jerry Dorsey. There we go. Now, mind you, there, of course, there's the whole Eddie Izzard discussion about it, so go a, look it up. What does that mean? When he was getting the name Engelberg Humperdinck, how did they choose it? And then there's this silly whole thing of Bingleback, Slumperdack, Dingleback, so, and Jerry Dorsey. No, no, no.
0: Benedict that. Absolutely. Okay. No,
1: sounds good. No, uh, but yes. Okay. Point being, I think it's a good thing to have. Go ahead. Okay.
0: So um, a stage name it has a very long tradition in the world of um, tarot and fortune tellers uh mm-hmm. for example etea uh the famous early tarot uh, writer who uh the book of thought your first book of thought kind of tarot was based on uh mm-hmm. his name was Al- uh, something something french Aliette, and yeah. a, he uh reversed his last name to be etea mm-hmm. uh, different people pronounce it different ways um or it yeah, well, it might be a Taylor, I think, actually, but because we live in California, we say we take the LL and make it a yeah. Anyway, the important thing was that for him, it, you know, it was a. he was writing under a different name. Um, there have been lots of fortune tellers, Madame Morrow uh, in, in the United States, all, all kinds of folks who, uh, for various reasons, have taken on a different name. It, it kind of gives a, a more dramatic stage presence it's usually mm-hmm. a bit dark and spooky or impressive and um, also it creates mystery there's it's harder to find information about them you can't just look them up uh,
1: it, if, unless of course they are like me putting it all over the internet there you go and, it's harder. and yeah, it's harder but again I think it also gives that level of separation for the person mm-hmm it's not a it, it gives just them some space to say okay here's my this life here is my that life
2: mm-hmm
0: Absolutely. So and then, you know, so a lot of non-diplumes on the Internet that I've seen for readers are like very simple, like Psychic Julie, Psychic uh, Dave, whatever it is, it's Psychic something or just like the first name and, and, and kind of something else to give them kind of an interesting stage name. I think it's very common for online readers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. And any, any other reasons to use a stage name as a tarot reader?
1: Well, again, we were talking about family, mm-hmm. how to keep, again, your family... Uh, may or may not approve mm-hmm. of what you're doing, so you know they don't need to know if you have a different name than what they're used to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you, you, it's perfectly fine to say, okay, this is none of your business. Mm-hmm. And it, depending on you know, if, are they very religious or very private themselves? Giving them respect of space is good too.
0: Mm-hmm. There we, there we go. Um, now, what are some reasons not to use a stage name in the in the wonderful world of tarot?
1: You might forget who you are. So somebody says, "Hey, so and so. Hey, so and so." They tap you on the shoulder. "I've been calling your name for weeks." "Oh, right. That's right. That's I I picked that name. I you may forget it. Pick something you like. That's one. Um the other thing I would say is that, you know, you do have to keep up that persona. Mhm. And all all the things that go along with that. You know, if you uh if you're not very social or you're not very much wanting to put a ton of work into this, mm-hmm. Um, maybe figuring out a way to use your real name is a better route to take because again, you're going to have separate emails, separate things, separate, you know, Facebook, separate all of the things.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: and you also need to fill out a doing business as form mm -hmm. if you're actually going to use it as your business, you know, really as your business name. Yeah. You
0: have to like a fictitional, uh, person's, uh,
1: business, uh, mm -hmm. statement. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So um, I've noticed also. I think it's just it's becoming less common to have the nom de plume among tarot readers. I think more people. Um, part of the branding for a lot of modern readers is that they're like you. They're 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 not spooky. They're not uh, yeah. you know living in a gypsy wagon in a haunted forest you know kind of of thing. So I think I see a lot less of that. I think that also in our um, modern day and age, there's been a lot less. Ability to be anonymous, or to uh, right. people with the internet have uh, the capacity to find out most information about us fairly quickly, and uh, so it's just kind of harder to you know stay completely uh, behind a screen. You know, as for example, you know, recently, what was it? J.K. Rowling was writing a, her, her uh, mystery novel series under. Uh, a different name and it was only Mm -hmm. by the second book they'd already like figured out it was her. So it's harder to have that. Um, also, uh, with tarot, a big concern for a lot of people is reliability or trustability, Mm -hmm. uh, for the reader and respectability. Um, and I think that there has been sort of a sense in the last few years for various reasons that there, uh, you, that a reader who might use a stage name, like what are they hiding? What, what's going on with that? Are they less serious? Are they, are they more for entertainment? Right. That sort of thing.
1: Well, uh, and I, I would agree, but I also think that if they are doing, you know, they're putting it out there and they're being very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to get that much flack for it uh, in that respect of whether or not they're serious or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless, I mean, unless it's like really silly, wacky, like, mm-hmm you know, there, the great Karnak.
0: The great Karnak. Well, you never know. <laughs> um So also with readers, there haven't been a lot of big controversy around this. There has been sort of one major controversy with mm-hmm. uh, a different persona for a reader, and it was just a particular reader who was um, rather famous in certain circles, but also a big part of a podcast
1: uh, went mm-hmm.
0: by a different name, but it was sort kind of more than that. It, they were making up a lot of
1: other things, as things as well, about yeah. themselves.
0: They had different. They had photos that weren't really them that were up. They were claiming to be in relationships with certain, certain celebrities at the time, and it just sort of became easy to 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 figure out that this person wasn't being honest. And so, <clears throat> it wasn't just that they were using uh, a different name. It's just that they were fabricating a lot of. Information about themselves, and that left a bad taste in people's mouths, as I recall. But it's interesting because it doesn't mean that they were a worse reader. You know, like uh, yeah. the, the, the the fictitious life that they had sort of sculpted for themselves didn't really. I mean, doesn't come into their reading practice. So I know for some people they thought, ah, oh, like why worry about it? It's not such a big deal that right. this person is doing that. But it, it, for whatever reason, that one took off, and people really were uncomfortable with the idea of a person using an plume, which, you know, I I think is interesting because if you're reading for someone online and you're kind of working on this brand as a reader, what is the importance of using your real photos, Mm -hmm. your real backstory? Why can't, you know, I be the dispossessed prince of a small outer Bolivian province uh, who received my uh, deck of cards from a... Heretic cardinal, you yeah you know one of those things <laughs> well
1: I don't, I don't know if that's a problem per se it's, it depends on what how far that you go down that rabbit hole I think mm-hmm. um, and I think like for example for me uh I just wanted to have separate just so I could have this part of my life and honor this part as this and then still have you know I mean I'm kind of a geek we all know that uh, having heard me on this podcast but at the time when I started all of this I wasn't sure how much crossover I really wanted to have. And I thought it would be great to have a magical name. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I took it up. Mm-hmm. Now, other people may have started out that way, but then when they start to veer down that, Oh, and then I've had these relationships with these people and this thing, that's when it gets a little weird. So it's, you, you kind of have to figure out, okay, are you going to trust somebody just because they say they're, you know, Rose red tarot, or, you know, or are you going to, not you know mm. I, I think I really do think it just comes down to what does your gut tell you, mm-hmm. and as a reader you need to make the decision: Can you use your real name? Are you going to be comfortable using your real name? If you're not, there's nothing that says you can't
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, make a nod to plume, but just be aware that means you have to follow a certain way and be ethical about it. So really, that's what it comes down to.
0: Mm. And now I so they're also if you're considering using a uh, stage name as a reader. It just makes sure it's on brand for your type yes. of reading uh so and that it it's also going to be useful to your um your target audience so Truth. um for example there's nothing there's no problem like Ben went there's nothing there's no there's nothing about that that seems hokey or silly or strange but if you're going for something a little a little more out there that'll be that'll work if you want to be an entertainment reader or a party reader um but probably it might be challenging if you want to give if your your main type of reading is sort of spiritual development uh types of reading um also just from my my professional background in um branding uh share the name of your 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 your, your uh, name that you want to take on with other people and if they hate it they're probably right. I think a lot of people, yeah. when they pick a brand, they um, they get really excited about it. It means something to them, and then when it doesn't work for other people, they just sort of go off with their own thing. I, I know many readers uh, will have a kind of an odd name, and I've asked them like, "What, what what's that about? Like, why are you choosing this name?" Um, one if you're listening hi this one's for you (laughs) little fang tarot She's writing about her her brand on uh, i clicked the tarot form and i thought ooh, little fang what why little fang what's that what is that about she's like oh i like cats and it's sort of my stage name i i I go by in the theater world and i thought but what does that mean to your client now i know that you want to read for pets so maybe actually that could that could work but i thought ooh, i don't know about that and you know, so if you're listening, well, little thing, I hope it's working out for you. If not, listen to my my voice. Um, but like when we wanted to name um, our this podcast originally, do right. we chose
1: oh god, uh, the tarot train,
0: tarot train, and we would really liked tarot train, and people we talked to really didn't, and we were I was a tad resentful of them for a minute, but.
1: But I think they were right. <laughs> they were right. And I think the other thing, too, is that you also, as, as you're pointing out, have to test it first. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy all the business cards, but should actually have a conversation with somebody and say, what do you think of this name?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I still get the how's your sister doing comment because mm-hmm. Rose Red and Snow White. Mm-hmm. And I will then respond with she's well. Thank you. Thank you for asking mm-hmm. and move on. Because I own it. You know, mm-hmm. I own I own the the persona that I picked. Mm-hmm. And I did it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if it sounds kind of funny. And, and how do you put it with your tarot? Yeah. And that's, I think, as you point out, a real thing. I mean, not to pick on Little Fang. But my first thought was, are you reading Dark Tarot for me? Mm. Could be. Because I, I, I like gothic and dark, uh-huh. personally. But that's what I would think of when I first heard that name. Is Yeah you're going to read dark readings for me. Awesome. Okay. I, yeah. I, you're that person I'm going to go to.
0: And if if your style is more spiritual development, glowy white light, then definitely picking something in that realm is fine. Like mm-hmm. that might be, you know, if you're Dream swan, the Enchantress, like that's fine if that's the kind of the realm that you're kind of trying to go in for. So it's, what, it's just thinking about who's the target market and ask those people if they like the name. So yeah. if your target market is... Um, uh, 35 to 55-year-old uh, professional women don't ask your little brother, <laughs> if the name exactly. makes sense. There exactly. we go. Go to the source. Anyway. Um, and then
1: if you have any more questions on this or, or anything similar to it, I am certain that if you email us or you know post something on our Facebook about this, we will happily answer questions, yes. won't we?
0: Anyway, so if you've enjoyed <laughs> this podcast, I'm Charlie Harrington. And if you haven't, my name is Nancy. <laughs>
1: Good night, Nancy.
0: Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.